All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coastline. I got to admit to you guys this morning, I'm not used to holding a handheld mic. And so as I was um, about to make my way up, I was holding the mic. I was thinking, I didn't feel like I was about to teach. I felt like I was, uh, I was about to be put on the spot to sing like an acapella song or something. So, I, But my heart started to get really nervous because I'm like, I think I'm supposed to go up there. And s- I, I don't know. Anyway, so my brain was messing with me. So I was sitting there in my chair practicing. And uh, I, was, I was trying to hit the Whitney note in my mind. But anyways, good morning. Welcome to church. Welcome to Coastline. I'm really thankful. I'm really excited that each one of you guys came out to join us this morning for this very special um, day. In case you don't know, some of you are like, I just came to church. I don't even know what's going on here. Um, let me fill you guys in on what's taking place this morning. This morning is our Coastline dedication service. And, okay, you can, you can give it up for that real quick. And what that means and what that looks like is, in case you don't know, we are actually new to the space that we're um, worshiping in this morning. We moved here um, back in April after years of wandering in the wilderness um, from place to place and setting up and tearing down from studios and workout facilities and auditoriums and Everywhere else, we've been there, done that as a church, and the Lord finally opened up the door for us to, um, for Coastline to have our own space here um, to be able to use on a weekly basis and worship the Lord 24-7. And so this morning is our time to say to the Lord, God, this space is yours. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do with it, whatever vision you want to give to us for this space, we are open to it. And so I'm really thankful that you guys are here with us to not only be a part of the service, but to celebrate the Lord's faithfulness with, with us. Amen. And so God is definitely faithful and worthy of all our praise this morning as we sang a few moments ago. All right. But before we get into um, our dedication part of the service, I have a few announcements for you guys that I just want to share with you guys real quickly. Um, those of you with children, want to let you guys know that we are having a VBS coming up, and it's going to be the first um, week in August, and so those evenings, it'll be Wednesday through Friday evening, the first Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of August, and so I know it's a little bit a ways, but the reason I'm sharing this with you guys this morning is because I want you guys, first of all, to begin to pray for VBS. We've been talking about growing, but we also want to see our, our children grow, right? Amen? So we want to begin to prepare for our VBS that's coming up. And so if any of you guys are interested in being a part of the planning committee or planning team for VBS, you guys can talk to Pastor Sam there in the back. That's Pastor Sam. Or you guys can talk to his wife, Krishana, and they'll give you guys or they'll point you guys in the right direction. Okay, so as we begin to pray, as we begin to prepare, we want to let you guys know VBS is coming up. All right, with that, speaking of children, We also could use some help in the children's ministry. And so those of you that are also interested, maybe not only helping out VBS, but also with children's ministry, you guys can talk to Pastor Samuel or Krishana as well. Um, We'd love for you guys to pray about possibly jumping in and being a part of a rotation and just ministering and loving on our children here at church. With that, we got one more Uh, Actually, two more announcements that I want to share with you guys very quickly. We are currently going through a series here on Sunday mornings called Let's Grow. 
And this series is obviously going to lead up to the start of our grow groups that are coming up. And obviously, if you've been with us, the emphasis, the heart behind the grow groups is that we would obviously grow spiritually together with the Lord. And so grow groups are going to be starting there in July. I believe we might even have it on the screen for you guys. But just to kind of put that in the back of your mind, put it in your heart, the next few Sundays, we're going to be talking about grow groups. We're going to continue to remind you guys, but just want to let you guys know we're going to be having grow groups starting um, there at the beginning of July. And then to kind of kick off our grow group season, we're going to be having a special night of worship the last Sunday of this month. I also believe that one's up there on the screen with my favorite Filipino guy up there. Um, that's Pastor Wilfredo. He's a worship leader over at Calvary Chapel of Ventura. He's going to be coming out on Sunday night, the last Sunday night of this month, and we're going to be doing a night we're calling Growing in Worship. And so Wilfredo's going to come out. He's going to lead us. I know you're jealous, Alan, because I said Wilfredo is my favorite Filipino guy, but I love you too. You're a close second. But I, I, I could see your face. But um, not, I'm distracted. But anyways, so Wilfredo's going to come out. He's going to lead us in worship, but we're also going to spend some time that night having a conversation about worship and taking a look at worship through, obviously, the lens of Scripture. And so I encourage you guys to come out if you've ever wondered why we devote the first part of our service to this time that we call worship. I encourage you guys to come out, possibly, hopefully, even find some answers to maybe some of your questions, okay? So make sure you guys mark your calendars the last Sunday night of this month at 6 p.m. We'll be here, and I pray that you guys would consider being a part of that evening. Okay, so this morning, I have a very special, I'm not even going to call him friend, more of a spiritual father um, that's going to be out with us this morning. Let me say this before he comes up. When you're thinking about or when you're praying about who the Lord might send your way as a pastor, as a shepherd, you know, for me, one of, the, one of the things that I believe is important in a pastor or a shepherd is someone that you can go through life with through the exciting moments like having a dedication Sunday. I remember Pastor Rob came with me back, I think it was December, when we first came together to take a look at this building. And I just remember we couldn't get the guy to come open the door for us. So we actually snuck in through the women's restroom and we came in, somebody left the door open and we were here. And I just remember being able to share that moment with them, you know, because he'd known nine years of bouncing around and going from place to place. And we were possibly on the brink of the Lord opening up a door for us to have a permanent home. And there was just such an excitement, you know, that we were able to share together on that afternoon. And so when you're looking for a pastor, when you're praying about the Lord sending a pastor your way, obviously you want to, you're asking the Lord to send someone who you can share some of the most exciting moments of life with. But when you're praying about God sending a shepherd, a pastor your way, you also pray that the Lord would send someone your way, someone that you can go through the hardest seasons of life with. As some of you know, a couple years ago, I lost my mom to cancer. And I remember the first Mother's Day, my first Mother's Day without my mom. I remember heading into that weekend and, you know, first time, first year, all the emotions, 
all those feelings and the tears, everything else. And I remember the Saturday before Mother's Day, Pastor Rob sending me a text, are you home? Sure, yeah, I'm home. And I remember him popping up to my house just to check on me. You know, there was no other reason but just came, came by to say hi, came by to give you a hug. And then the next morning came, it was actual Mother's Day, and I think by 6.30 a.m. I got a text from him, how you doing, how you feeling? I'm doing good so far, you know. 10 a.m., I got another text from him, still doing good, just checking in on you, buddy, you know. And, and for me, it was still doing good. Later on that day, you know, another text from him. And I have proof, by the way, in my phone, okay, so I'm not just trying to create an emotional story here. But I, later on that afternoon, he sent me an another text saying, how'd you get through service? I, I bet it was a difficult morning for you. You see, for me, when you're praying and asking the Lord to send your way a pastor, a shepherd, a spiritual father, you ask the Lord to send someone your way that will walk with you through exciting times and through difficult seasons. And so for me, when I was praying about who to invite today, who would come out and represent that side of being my pastor and praying over our facility there was no question in my mind that the guy that I wanted here along my side today was Pastor Rob Stoffel. So if you would, would you welcome up my pastor, Pastor Rob Stoffel? Wow. I don't think I've ever come to the pulpit. <sighs> Thank you, Randolph. Thank you all. You know, today is an amazing day, you guys. A miraculous day. Um, one thing you may not know that uh, I know I knew those two when they were teenagers. And saw God do amazing, amazing things in our lives. And uh, I'm just so blown away to be here today to be a witness of God and his faithfulness, his love, his mercy, his grace. I was thinking, you guys, you guys need to write a book the testimonies and the power of God to keep you together, to give you a, such a wonderful family, even to have one of the best Dodger fans as a son. I mean, I'd love that about Nathaniel. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys, it has just been amazing to watch and to see and to be a part of this. And yes, when I came over here with Randolph and we saw this place, my heart just leapt for joy of just like, this is it. This is it. This is just so cool to see. So turn with me to Psalm 66. And a number I want to give to you, write it down, 141,364. 141,364. I'll get back to that. But Psalm 66, as I was going through my Bible reading, and I hope all of you are going through your Bible reading, and there's a a church-wide plan of reading through the Bible. The Lord gave me this in May. I knew I was going to be coming out. And uh, this Psalm 66, verse 8 through 12 or so, just totally spoke to my heart about Calvary Coastline, about, of course, Christina and Randolph. It goes on and says, Oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved. Standing here today, they can shout that saying, Oh my gosh, Lord, look what you have done. But 
It wasn't an easy journey at all. How many of you guys have been with them since the very beginning? Any of you guys out there? A few, yeah, just a few. Probably because it was too tough, the journey. Who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved. Verse 10, for you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. And no doubt when I think about their lives, when I think about Calvary Coastline, man, what a test. Crazy test. I mean, you think about it. <laughs> you go from Venice, how many different places they were in Venice, and that was cool and everything, and then that kind of just, the door kind of closes, and they end up moving to Torrance. Praise the Lord for Torrance. Woo-hoo! Anybody from Torrance? <laughs> I got some stuff about Torrance here. But as this, the psalmist goes on here, verse 11, you brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. You know, you guys, some of you might have been at Calvary South Bay last year when we brought Randolph and Christina over. Me and Pastor Jeff talked about that. They were moving to Dana, right? The middle school right there in Hawthorne Close. It's like, man, God is going to do a great work there. Finally, a door's opened up. They're going to have a great place and this and that. And then that service happened. It was wonderful. You guys are in the foyer. A bunch of people signed up. And then one week later... You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. Everything changed. The school said, nope, we don't want you. Can't come here. Can't meet here. And, of course, we all went through this type of experience. But you ended up meeting in the home, right, doing online in the home. Crazy, crazy stuff. We went through fire and through water. My translation says water or it says flood. So that to me is when, okay, the door opened up for everybody to kind of get back to meeting in person. And the school said, can't come and meet here. So as you all know, (laughs) you all ended up in a parking lot in Compton. Now, no offense to anybody if you live in Compton, (laughs) but you go from Venice to Compton. Venice to Compton. I'm telling you what, even the brothers in Compton be like, man, let's go to Venice. <laughs> Compton? And I remember meeting with those guys and kind of seeing them, and that's when it was like, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, you're not in this, Lord. Maybe, <laughs> what are we doing? What is going on here? And then talking with Randolph, they decided to give it one more shot, knock on one more door, and guys, we are here today because of that. You've caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through flood, but here it is. But, everybody say but. But. But you brought us out to rich fulfillment or the idea that, man, God, into this rich abundance, here we are. Here we are today in this journey Amazing journey, you guys. And it hasn't been easy. But as we all know, that nothing good comes when it's too easy, right? Nothing. We would love to have it all easy, right? I mean, it would be easy right now. Let's push a button. Let's go to heaven. That's easy. We're out of here. Amen? Who has the button? Somebody push that quick. I'm ready. But you know, you think about people in the Bible. Joseph. Joseph, you had it too easy. He was favored from his dad until his bros threw him into the pit, right? 
and then he saved the nation. You think about Samson. Samson, the spoiled brat kid who had it way too easy, who just wanted to hang out with Philistine women. See, he had it too easy until his eyes were plucked out. Then he defeated the Philistines. And then the great apostle Paul, think about him. He had it too easy when he was a Pharisee. He had it made. He had everything he could think and want. Prestige, power, prominence. He had it too easy until he got knocked off his high horse and he changed the world for Christ. Too easy. Too easy. But uh, going back, I'm sure, no way. But he brought us out to rich fulfillments, to a place of great abundance, to the promised land of Torrance, south of the 405. Can I get a great big amen? Amen. Now, how many of you guys were born in Torrance? Anybody out there born in Torrance? Three, four hands? Five? See, I'm, I'm a local boy. Back years ago, I was managing a store on Redondish Boulevard in Hawthorne. It was an alphabet at the time. Now it's a 24-hour fitness that I work out in. That's crazy. But when I was there, it was a big grand opening, city chamber of commerce. The mayor was there, Katie Gessert, and told her my story. Oh, you're a local boy. I was born in Torrance. I was born, I was born in old Torrance Memorial, though. Not the cool one right across the street. <laughs> born in Torrance, went to high school in Torrance, been in jail twice in Torrance. <laughs> when I was running the streets as a crazy kid, but I got married in Torrance, Church of Nazarene, got saved in Torrance, Church of Nazarene, baptized in Torrance at the first Christian church, the blue church there on Maple, had all my three sons in Torrance. I was thinking as I drove by the hospital, I've had three back surgeries in that hospital right there. Torrance means a lot to me. And of course, I still live here. So I am that local boy. I am the man here from Torrance. Amen? Nobody else has that history here with Torrance. <laughs> local boy. So now what was that number again? Who can shout it out to me? 141,364. What is that number? That's the number of people who live in the city of Torrance. That Calvary coastline now has the potential, the opportunity to minister to. 141,364. Imagine if they all came to this church. <laughs> You'd have to take the hospital to do that. That's the number, the potential that I see. And actually, you guys, you may not realize this, but you are the first Calvary Chapel in the city of Torrance. Calvary Chapel South Bay tried to break in to Torrance. When we were looking for a place, when we were over on the other side of the freeway, it wasn't happening. We actually, when we bought that place and we were going to buy it and everything, talking with Pastor Steve, we thought we were in Torrance. We thought we made it to the promised land, and we found out. <laughs> at least it wasn't Compton. <laughs> Gardena didn't change anything, but it wasn't Torrance, the first church. When I look at Calvary Coastline, I see great potential here, you guys. So cool to see all your young faces. I know I'm the oldest guy here. That's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, Sergio, I thought he was older than me. Ah, he's a baby. He's a youngster. Great potential, number one, to impact. To impact 
the eternal destiny of every person in this city. And this word impact is so cool. When, when you see a football player run into the linebacker and the linebacker's bigger and the, the tailback just goes bam, it's an impact. A change of direction, a change of life, guys. Right here, people's lives are going to be impacted. Their eternity is going to be changed, you guys. John tells us that all will live on for eternity. Some to eternal life in heaven, but others to eternal condemnation in hell. Only two places that all humanity is going to, you guys. But right here at this place, right here at the altar calls, right here in this church, before your eyes, you're going to see the miracle of salvation happen right here. People's lives will be forever changed because of the impact you had on their lives. Number two, when I look at Calvary Coastline, I see great potential. Number two, to instruct. To instruct in the ways of Christ, teaching people about Jesus from the word of God. His love, his forgiveness, his mercy, his mission to seek and save the lost, that he came to serve and not be served, to give his life a ransom for many. You're going to instruct the people that are going to get saved right here, whose lives are going to change, who are going to be impacted for the gospel right here, you guys. They're going to be instructed. And number three, when I look at Calvary Coastline, I see great potential to inspire. You're going to inspire people You're going to inspire those that are here, the missions ministry, not just across the street, because that's your mission field, but around the world, wherever God leads this church to go minister. You're going to inspire people to take up their cross, deny themselves, and follow after God and go into this world to be a light, to be ones who who desire to encourage people in the gospel wherever they go. You're going to inspire people. You're going to inspire them to walk in the ways of Christ, to be a light in their own lives, to point people to Jesus. It's an amazing thing what's going to happen right here in these four walls, all because of God and his faithfulness, looking back 20 plus years, and God who is sovereign, Psalm 139, 16 says, all the days of your life were written in his book when yet one came to pass, knowing the life that he had for Christina and Randolph, how the enemy came and tried to totally blow that away. Because he knew there was something with those two. He doesn't know the future. God knew. God knew they'd be here today. God knew that we'd be dedicating this church to him for his glory, for his kingdom, for the salvation, for however much time we have left on this planet. Some of us have a little bit longer than others, but the Lord could come back today. Anybody believe that? A couple of you believe it. Anybody believe that? He could come back today. And when that happens, when that day happens, as you all know, if you read the book of Revelation, chapter 6 through 19, it ain't going to be pretty here in this earth. So, man, we got to be doing all we can, you guys, to impact people's lives right here, to instruct them in the gospel, get them saved, teach them about Jesus, teach them how to walk in his ways, but then, then to inspire and encourage them that wherever their mission field is, home, work, the office, Starbucks, or what coffee place are you guys going to now? What's it called? <laughs> you got them all, I'm telling you. But that's what is going to happen right here, you guys. So we're here this morning. 
I'm here this morning, so excited to be able to dedicate a church. This is the first time I ever had this experience in my life. And as I get towards the end of my ministerial career, really, Randolph and Christina, now they started a long time ago. They're, they're in the middle of their journey, but I see here today the fruit of their patience, of God persevering in their lives, of them not giving up, of them holding on, of them raising a beautiful, wonderful family for the gospel to be used. Man, it's going to happen right here, you guys. So with that, let's all stand. And as Solomon dedicated the temple, imagine, y'all, there, and if you read in the book there in Kings and Chronicles, all the stories about the dedication, when Solomon began to pray, the interesting thing that Solomon prayed about, when you read this, he mainly prayed that God would forgive. God would forgive, and God would forgive. And of course, that's what happens right up here. When people come to the altar, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. And all through his prayer, that was what it was. And then 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, we all know that, right? If my people who are called by name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal. I will heal their land. I will heal their hearts. I will heal their lives. Anybody's life been healed? Amen. And that's what we're going to pray, that God would just, and when Solomon prayed, the story goes that the glory of the Lord, the presence of the Lord fell upon the place that the priest couldn't even sacrifice. It was like being slain in his spirit, just slammed because of the presence of the Lord. So bow your heads, join me, let's pray. We're knocking on heaven. We're coming boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need and that God would, again, as we already know, he has favored this place. He has shined his countenance upon his place and he's ready to do a work. Are you guys ready? Few are you ready? Are you ready? Come on, folks. You got it made. This is ground floor stuff. Think of where you're going to be in five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. You won't be here, I'll guarantee you. You're going to be somewhere else. You're going to be your own building. It's going to be another Calvary Chapel South Bay duplicate somewhere. Only God knows. But let's go ahead and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can come boldly to the throne of grace all because of the blood of Jesus. And Lord, we stand here today in awe of you, amazed, Lord, at what you have done I pray that every person's faith in this room would be built up encouraged as they do think back on where this church began and where it is today. The plans that you have, Lord, to prosper, not to harm, to give a future and a hope. Lord, we're seeing that right here. And so, Lord, in Jesus' name, first and foremost, I lift up Pastor Randolph and Christina, Christina to you and the family. The Lord, that you would continue to hold them up and be their strength, be their inspiration, be their high tower, Lord. Anoint as you have, my dear brother and sister, Lord, to God that they would be those servants. They would be those humble ones who never forget where they came from, who never get caught up in the things of this earth, only in serving you and loving you and pointing people to you. And Father, I pray for the leadership that you've raised up around them. I pray that you would give them a heart for them as you have, Lord, for this church right here. Lord, thank you for those who have have been through the wilderness, have been through the, the fire and the flood with them. Continue to strengthen the leadership. Build that leadership team up, Lord. People, men and women, holy, righteous, 
on fire for you, desiring to see people saved. Build them up, Lord. And Father, for the congregation, for those that are here, those maybe even if this is their first Sunday, Lord, let there be an excitement. Let there be a joy. Let there be such a a buzz about this place that they can't wait to go tell their friends at work, their friends at school, in their neighborhoods, their families, anybody, everybody. Tell them about this new church on the corner of Hawthorne Lameda, a place called Torrance, where the Spirit of God is moving, where people are getting saved, where kids are running all over the place, and there's joy and there's life in the hope of Jesus. Bless this congregation, Lord. Father, we pray for the owner of this place. I pray in Jesus' name right now, Lord, you would put it upon his heart that there's no rent, that he would open up this extra space because this church is going to need it, God. I pray you would change his life in his old age and all the riches that he has, he would see in Christina and Randolph in his church something that he is missing, that he wants, and that is you, Jesus. Change, Lord, I pray. And Father, I pray you prepare the hearts of the people in this city, all 141,364, that, Lord, they would be drawn to this place, that revival would break out and start right here, Lord, as it did in so many places throughout history, in a little group, gathered together, praying, a congregation, much lar- not much larger than this, Lord, and God, you changed the world through it all. So, Lord, have your way Be glorified, God. Be pleased, I pray. Bind the works of the enemy in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would not allow any wolves in this place, anybody to bring distraction, anybody to bring division. Bind them, Lord. Give great wisdom and discernment to those in leadership. And that, Lord, truly, through it all, God, we would all stand back maybe five years, 10 years, 20, 30 years, and look back and remember this day, the day that you came You spoke, you ministered, you dedicated this church really to yourself for your honor, for your kingdom, Lord. So bless, we pray. We thank you, Lord, again. We ask to pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you guys.